It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Question, Anthony Weiner. Why did it take seven years for the city council to recognize the Beastie Boys and give them a little plaque on Rivington Street? Graduates of NYU, top-selling rap record of all time at that time. And you know why it was, man. City council hates Jews. They used they used too many salty words, too so salty language yeah, in there. When uh, Biggie was dead, they gave him a mural in Bed Stuy. Two life crew, uh, two life crew. Excuse me. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Wu Tang Clan, uh, right? Uh, Tarjay Street, right in the shadow of Stapleton Project. Right. They have Wu Tang Clan Plaza, and they took seven years in city council. Anti-Semitism. Totally. Oh, totally. They hate the Jews. <laughs> I mean, look, this was Def Jam, man. This yeah. is the, the beginnings of Def yeah. Jam. Came out of NYU. Oh, you see this class? Oh, these Jewish guys set it up. Yeah. And set it off. And black guys were like, you're kidding. <laughs> These are white Jewish guys? No. A thousand times. It's like the first time I was in Washington, D.C. That classic um, ice cube, no, ice tea, no, vanilla ice song. Yeah. And all the brothers from the Guardian Angels in D.C., they're all brothers with like nine in their hand. I said, I hate to disappoint you. This is a white guy, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, no. There have been periodically. There's a guy named Snow who had that song in former. Every once in a while, you have a white guy pop up trying third to do base, it. Third base from the third Rockaways, ba- right, far, right. far Rock. In fact, white guys from Far Rockaway. They had yeah, cred. Yeah, yeah. Not the Irish Riviera. But but the Beasties boys stood. They stood the test of time. Oh, classic. Yeah. How many albums they sold? But imagine seven years. Now you know City Council those tributes. They give them out all the time, right, to citizens. How many did you... Uh... I refused. Oh, you did? I wouldn't do street renamings. It was too, too much of a cliche about the city council. Oh, I like that because uh, when it came time, they wanted to rename Malcolm X Boulevard uh, before... Uh, they wanted to rename the side street, Sonny Carson uh, Street. And I said I wouldn't get... I wouldn't rename a street Johnny Carson Street. Never you know, mind Sonny so, Carson. So when I was in the... You know, it, what, uh, the former Parks Commissioner Henry Stern had this expression... The city council's worse than a rubber stamp because at least a rubber stamp leaves an impression. <laughs> but one of the cliches about the city council that has changed in recent years is that, you know, all we do is street renamings. And the other thing that was big was we're putting stop signs and stoplights, mostly and, stop lights. And a garbage can with your, yeah, with name, your name on it. it. Which is like, uh, wait a second. It's not like you reached into your pocket and bought that garbage can for the community. Never mind that. Of all the things you don't want your name associated, you want a garbage can. And if it's overflowing, is it because you didn't collect it? Yes, I thought that was stupid yes, also. Yeah, no, no, no. But I remember during the Giuliani years, one of the you know the problem with doing um, traffic lights is sure, you know, someone might say, I want a traffic light there. But every person driving or in the neighborhood, they don't want, they want horns honking. Most people didn't like them. Like you, you made one person happy and another person you pissed off. And so I generally didn't do it. And then Rudy comes along. And if you were his buddy, if you called him up, like Noah Deer of Blessed Memory, Noah Deer would, Noah Deer would call up and say, I want a traffic light next to this synagogue. And they'd go in and put one in. And then I would say, Oh no, you got to follow the rules. The department turns you have to put a survey and everything else. And it eventually rebounded against because there were now traffic lights on every corner. Like, mm. and we had a fairly, you know, we were the city, but it's a fairly, fairly suburban kind of district. Oh, you mentioned Noah Dia went on to become a judge. He negotiated the deal. They got Michael Budicic, Rudy Giuliani, to flip from 
George Pataki endorsing him. He hated him because he was at war with his Medici, Alphonse Ali Boy D'Amato. So they were having their personal battles. So he crossed over the Maginot Line, and I'll never forget on Avenue J, flatbed truck. It broke my heart. All the Orthodox Jews say, hey, hey, Rudy, Rudy's up there with Mario Cuomo. What did you say about Mario? Mario. I said to me, too, she'll prove you know, Svachim. I said, they're hugging. What? And I see Andrew up there, and I see Noah Kadir, and I see the Cuomo people with the Giuliani people, and they thought that they were going to uh, definitely uh, elect uh, Mario Cuomo to a fourth term, except it was too early. It wasn't late enough in the campaign. Well, do you remember that press conference in the Blue Room that, that Giuliani, when he announced that he yes. was going to be- I have not seen him. He looked like he was doing a hostage tape. Yeah. Because uh, he knew what he was doing was a big deal. Well, was, was, he went upstate. And you know who lent him the plane to go upstate? John Casamitidis. I didn't know that. Yes. So he goes up with John's plane, and they land at these smaller airports because he's trying to rally people up there for Mario Cuomo. Yeah, news commentators would say it's a fait accompli. Nobody knows George Pataki. Uh, Zippy the Chimp had more recognition but people were angry with Mario Cuomo. Right. They weren't coming out to vote for George and Pataki. And Pataki was the blankest of blank slates. He'd oh, been a state senator for a short time. He had no real record on anything. It was it was Mayor Peekskill, assemblyman <laughs> barely won state senator, but he had to support Alphonse Alley Boy D'Amato and Curtis Lewa in defiance of Rudy Giuliani. And so Rudy was doing the flights from airport to airport to have a press conference to it. And all the Republicans came out and booed him and threw stuff at him. I'm surprised they didn't tarnish John Katzmatidi's plane. So he would end up taking off real quick, go to the next airport, and the Republicans were waiting. And they just savaged him. And what could have been an overwhelming victory, because that, that was a slam dunk. Rudy crossing over party lines to endorse Mario Cuomo for a fourth term. And that was it. Uh, Mario lost to uh, Pataki, and you know the rest of the story. He went back to being uh, a Mr. Camelot. And, and, and you're saying it happened too early. I don't remember when it happened. When, when, when in the process did it happen? I think it was like two months out. Oh, was it really? Okay. I believe Yeah, so. you might be right. That might have been the kind of thing that they – I'm surprised Rudy didn't say, Let me, let's hang on. I mean, l- the other thing is about upstate, even when you're a Republican – being a downstate guy is really tough upstate. There, there's a reason why New York City mayors don't go on to become governors. And it's just there's a lot of resentment upstate of everything about New York City that sometimes crosses lines. But, yeah, that, that was a case of, look, familiarity bred contempt with, with both Cuomos. Around too long, and, and I would remember, you know, I was in Washington in Congress, and people say, well, we remember Mario Cuomo, that voice on the stage in 1984 in San Francisco, the lion of whatever it is. And I said, yeah, you see him from afar every once in a while. You get to see him doing his speech. People that are here in New York, they're worn out by him. Ed Koch faced the same kind of thing. Well, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, the uh, Democratic National Convention at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. I was outside. We were patrolling the area with the San Francisco Guardian Angels, and people came out. And they were stunned. Their mouths were open because he had a great speech. They already had buttons the next day. Cuomo for president for the yeah. next cycle because you have Walter Mondale and the housewife, not Geraldine Ferrara. That they, they the cell on Geraldine Ferrara. She lived in the gardens. She's the Forest Hills Gardens. No, that's right. She's no freaking housewife. And then she's married to a guy who's down on Lafayette Avenue, right, right in the heart of Mobville, and he's mobbed up. Not to the point where he's breaking legs and right. stuffing them in pockets, but he's got all kinds of deals but, but with Cuomo, them. Cuomo came flying out of that that um, convention as as the oh, future he was of God. the party. He yeah. was God. And by the way, uh, you were right. This happened to Gorbachev. Everybody loved Gorbachev outside of Russia. In Russia, they hated him. When I was in Russia, I figured, oh, Gorbachev, you know, with the Weinstein, ah, they were cursing yeah. him. They loved Yeltsin, the drunk. They hated Gorbachev and they hated Raja. Tony Blair, the same thing. Remember, Tony Blair came over and gave this, this speech about yellow cake from Niger. And all Americans were saying, gee, if only he could be our president because Bush 43 would fumble and stumble a lot like Biden. Yeah. Wow. If only he could and, give and, the speeches. And, and, and look at Mike Bloomberg. He he turned every corrupt page in the book to get a third term. And he probably wished he didn't because by the time he was done with his third term, we were sick of him too. Oh, he bought that third term. He bribed people. And you know who suffered? You know, because you were going to whip her if you didn't end up with your personal problems. 
Christine Quinn, with a glow-in-the-dark orange Revlon hair, had every newspaper endorsement. Nobody ever gets every newspaper yeah, no, endorsement. Yeah, no, no, you're, no, you're, you're, you're confusing the timeline. This happened in 2009 when, when we were supposed to run in 2009 was when Bloomberg was term limited. Yes. Then Christine Quinn was still the speaker of the city Correct. council. She organized it that her members would flip and there was all kinds of money changing hands and yeah, all kinds of, bribed. they got bribed. All kinds of, 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 uh, newspapers doing flips from being a, a favor of term limits now being against it. Or, or better yet, Peter Vallone, they put it up for initiative and referendum, first one, because they want to stay in office for life. So the wording was correct the first time. You know, you in favor of term limits or not. Shot down. People in favor of term limits. So then Peter Vallone, who had been speaker, changes the language so a yes vote is really a no vote. Yeah. And still, still it crashed and burned. They don't, and Bloomberg, oh, I'm a champion for term limits. Well, so, so anyway, so in 2009, now in 2005, I ran for office, came a close second, made the runoff, and didn't contest the runoff. I was the golden boy because I was not, I was like supporting, supporting Freddie Ferrer. I said, I'll wait till, till Bloomberg's out of there. I don't want to run against a billionaire anyway. So 2009 comes along and I'm, I'm leading Billy Thompson yes. by 10, 15 points. Christine Quinn probably wouldn't. So she sees an opportunity to kill two birds with one stone. Keep all of her members, keep herself speaker, and then, you know, cut me off at the knees. I remember getting the call on this. They announced they were going to do this over the high holidays in 2008. I'm saying, no way. No way. Because the next year was going to be the election. Instead, they were going to, they were going to just, with a law, they were going to overturn what the people of the city of New York voted for by referendum. I said, that there's, even for someone who's been in politics as long as I have, that's too gross. It will never happen. But that's what, and then I came back, in 2009 I hadn't had my problems yet. Now you can say by the grace of God, who knows if I would have had those problems when I was in, If I, but I was going to get elected. But Mike Bloomberg fought so hard for that third term, while he was done with the third term, he was in the 30% in, in the uh, approval rating. Yeah. See, he, he was in, in, in the dumps. People think there's not term limits, there is. People get sick of politicians. Look, uh, he had his snake Kevin Cheeky out there. Uh, setting up private meetings where the city council people went and, oh, and not only bribing them, but creating legislation that would also give some of them, depending on when they were elected, another opportunity. They didn't have to have term limits either. That's right. why some of these elections, it's a two-year hitch where yeah. normally it's a four-year hitch. You say, I thought you term limited out. Well, I get another two years. This is all Bloomberg. But his hitman was Shiki. Shiki yeah. would sit down with him. So, what is it we can do for you? We. Well, well, here's the here's the other thing about running against a billionaire, is that you know you and I go to a church and they pass around the basket before we get up there to yeah. speak and we put a twenty dollar bill in and yeah. whatever it is. Before even he even shows up, he's written a fifty thousand dollar check <laughs> to saying? everybody. You can't like it's like you know people say oh, money money in politics it's important, but if you have personal money, it takes a whole nother level. You know, you and I are scrambling to get from place to place. He's helicoptering from place to place. Yeah, but you see, last election people are pissed at him as you mentioned. He's running against Billy Thompson. Thompson has no money. Uh, he has his uh, Darth Vader there, his hit guy who uh, was a protege of uh, Chuck Schumer, your boss. Wilson. No, no, he was an Orthodox Jewish guy. Oh, he, Stu Loser. Stu Loser. I love Stu. Hey, he's, he, he's a grave digger. And they're digging up personal stuff on Billy Thompson, who was having a problem with his marriage. He was living in Harlem. The worst possible thing. To, the voters didn't go for it. The only union leader who broke ranks, because he had always supported Rudy and Bloomberg, was Norman Seabrook. He said... Billy Thompson's going to be the next man. Get out of here. You must be on drugs. I'll never forget. It was 12 midnight on New York 1. Billy Thompson was ahead. Yeah. And then I find out Bloomberg's in a room, and he's looking at the initial tallies, and he goes, who is doing voter integrity? We gave millions of dollars. Hey, get Frank McKay of the Independent Party. Frank had disappeared. He had an office right there in Forest Hills, right near 71st Continental. So they finally tracked Frank McKay down. You know, they got him. They're ready yeah. to sever his head. Who did you give the money to? A million dollars. John Haggerty. Where's Haggerty? So they go on search and find him. He took the money and he bought the house in the gardens, his father's house, in cash. And he helped his brother get a house. Yeah. Well, Bloomberg, who could write checks like that and just say, I oh, forget about it. He made it personal. He testified. 
Haggerty went away to prison. Upstate, yeah. where you went to school, Plattsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know who picked him up when he finished doing his jail time? Who? Carl Palladino. Yeah. Hey, John, I need a driver. I need an aide de camp. I'm going to run for governor against this guy that they call uh, Lazio, Lazio, whatever. And remember, he came out with the baseball bat. And Lazio was lazy. Yeah, Lazio, yeah. He was, I mean, remember in 2009, what else happened? They reversed term limits. He runs again. Everyone, I drop out. I write a big op-ed in the New York Times why I'm not running, you know, and I went back and I did health care and everything else. But so Thompson loses narrowly. And then suddenly I'm saying, oh, Wiener, if only you would have won, you would have, only you would have run, you would have won. I'm like, no way, because he would never attack a black guy like Thompson. He would have killed me. It would have been like $50 right. million dollars but, on the air. You're right. But Billy Thompson didn't have a shot, not a shot. People were pissed at Bloomberg. No, that's because he had lied. And then Christine Quinn, who was his lapdog, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get the endorsement." Remember, she had all three newspapers: she had the yep. Daily News, the Post, Times, because of Bloomberg. I remember when you announced you were running. That was the flag day ceremony in the gardens. I remember watching you with my sons. And on the corner, there was Christine Quinn with her glow-in-the-dark orange Revlon hair and crooked Joe Crowley, and they're standing there, and I go up to them, and it's, you know, Anthony's running. Yeah, we heard that. Hey, he doesn't have a chance. First poll, you were ahead of everybody. Well, the other thing, when we, we did some polling to see whether I should jump in or not, all we had to do with Christine Quinn is just mention term limits. That's all we had to do. Oh, nobody if she, liked her. If she ever got ahead, because people, whether, however they feel individually, and I think ultimately this, this, this ultimately hurts Trump. It ultimately hurt, I think, um, the Republican nominee for governor this time. What was his name? Uh, Zeldin. Zeldin, right. You know, it's, you can not, you can be Democratic and Republican, but no one likes it when you kind of take away their right to vote and what they did and what Christine Quinn did. But at the end of the day, the, the guys that are around too long, Thompson was a blank slate yep. against the guy who was unpopular. Yep. Sometimes just being upright and taking nourishment is enough to win these races because we just get sick of it. And by the way, Andrew was the same way. Yeah. That's why when you heard people complaining about Andrew, he had no friends up in Albany. The closer you were to Andrew Cuomo, the less he seemed to be liked. Well, my advice to him, which he won't take any advice because he's pretentious, you know, he's, he's obnoxious, obstinate. Easy listens on WLIR, our FM affiliate. They tell mm-hmm. me the Cuomo's listen, him and Fredo and uh, his wartime consigliere, Joe Pacoco. If I were him, I would lay low. Just totally stay off the radar. Hochul is doing such a lousy job. You know how politics is. Soon we're going to be talking about the next governor's race. You know Zeldin's going to want to run. He could approach Jacobs, who we know as well, state chairman. He can say, if I run as an independent, you lose the governorship. She's a loser. Look look at the polls. Zeldin kills her. Kills her. Because people are not going to be as concerned about abortion. They're not going to be concerned about uh, Second Amendment issues. This state is in horrible trouble. And she, let's face it, you look at her on TV and you say, oh, God, she is not a leader. And now she's fighting with Adams. That's the one thing she had going good for her. She wasn't bad. And now it is vicious, like two scorpions in a brandy glass. And guess what? She can't take out Adams. She just doesn't have that. Doesn't have it. Look, there is a sign that she's taking stuff more seriously. You know, she gave that kind of... I think she's going to try to do like Cuomo-style COVID speeches, except about the migrant crisis. She does this whole statement, which is stuff she could have just put out in the press release. I'm not really sure what the big speech was about. I think she's taking it seriously. We're a Democratic state. We're going to reelect her or there's going to be a Democratic well, governor. I'll let you know what it was like before moderate Democrats, one of the rallies hosted by the assemblywoman, moderate Democrat, Representative Canarsie, who was there for our annual Guardian Angel Barbecue in Canarsie. That's one of our headquarters, which he represents. I told you, Anthony, it's moderate Democrats who are leading in this effort. You can't find enough Republicans to fit in a Yeah, closet. but you booed the moderates at, the, at your rally. I well, heard they I were getting all, booed. I boo all the politicians. <laughs> Remember, in my rallies with Sid, we don't let the politicians <laughs> talk. We said, no, 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 no. Go find a tie and hang yourself on the nearest tree. We don't want to hear that same old, same old. Anyway, it's Anthony Weiner, yours truly, Curtis Lee. We're left versus right, exclusively here on WABC.
parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right. In the right corner, it's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, it's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. I go this little girl, her name is Maxine. Her beauty is like a bunch of roses. If I ever tell you about Maxine, you only say I don't know what, what I know. But murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Ah, you blood clad, you Yankee man. You're a rude boy. Well, no, you're not a rude no, boy. Take it easy. Hey, uh, take it easy. George Santos, now he's a rude man. <laughs> Will that guy just go away, please? But, hey, you know. Apparently you know, he lost a bunch of weight on that Olestra, whatever that stuff is called. He's, he's lost a whole lot of weight. Hopefully he'll be fit when he goes to prison. Yeah, well, he's already negotiating a plea as much as he says I'm not. He really is. But anyway, I digress. So today, once a year, we have the annual Guardian Angel block party on 89th and J with a barbecue, a picnic. It's us, and we invite the community in. It's all West Indian now, Caribbean. You know, you, you got to memorize your islands there, your West Indian islands, because they catch you. Yo, what island am I from? Okay, uh, you're Barbadian, you know, like... Uh, 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 not, uh, uh, come on, Curtis, you know. You're the... So today... While we have our guardian angels and the community who shows up to give a great speech, the assemblywoman from the area, Jamie Williams, who's TNT, Trinidad, Tobago, she's the one who hosted the big rally on the Brooklyn side of Floyd Bennett Field in the Toys R Us parking lot Thursday when it looked like it would be washed out. What she represents, what is Tony Genovese's district? Yeah, she Tony, represents Canarsie. The TJ Club district. Right. Uh, Marine Park, you know, uh, Garrison Beach, Graves, and uh, um, uh, Georgetown, all those areas. So she's hosting it. She gives a great speech. She gave a great speech at the rally, and she eviscerated Biden. She eviscerated Democrats. Now, remember, she's really? a moderate. Yeah, she's a moderate Democrat, supported, obviously, Hochul versus Zeldin, supported Adams versus me. And because we're in her district, that's one of our guardian angel headquarters. She came, you know, she thanked all the uh, men and women and young boys and young girls who were in the guardian angels, gave a rousing speech. And in fact, her daughter is a merchant sea woman. You know, my father, oh, merchant seaman, yeah. at 54 years. Judge Weinberg was a seaman, merchant seaman for one year. So anytime you find merchant semen, they click. But the point is, I told you, and people don't realize this, we're bonding with moderate Democrats on this migrant issue. They're coming together with Republicans, and that's why you see tremendous turnout. It's not Republicans alone. They don't have that ability. They're just not enough of them. It's moderate Democrats. Why are you making it a part? Why are you making it partisan? It's not partisan. That's what I'm saying. Oh, moderate this, moderate that. If, 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 if the, if your objective is to get them to not put migrants at certain places, leave the Biden stuff out of it. Why leave because the Biden Because the stuff? idea is not, making it about Joe Biden means that you are leaving so many allies, potential allies, aside because they don't want to be critical of Biden because they think we should be helping the migrants. No. I, you're, 
The thing the should moderate be moderate Democrats don't want to help I, the migrants. Okay, well that's the point. That's the point. If there's two different agendas here, my agenda is try to find them someplace appropriate to be. Not to say make this a big immigration. These are human beings. We have some so obligation put them on to them. Island. I, I don't think that's appropriate. Do you? Absolutely. There's so many empty uh, buildings that are no longer being used. You can't, and, 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 and they're going to come and go from Rikers Island and they have the infrastructure there. And how, and how are they going to be interacting with the people that are there because they're waiting trial on something? Boy, you can't. They're locked up. You understand? Not the migrants. So they're going to have some of the migrants who are not going to be locked up on, on those Nobody grounds. Gets locked up. Yeah, you you don't put them in jail cells. Most of the Rikers are dormitories. It, it anyway. doesn't see it doesn't seem practical. But I'm I'm more open to that, right? Than I would be. And now, now think about this: they have one bridge in, one bridge out. On the island, they can get medical services, get their shots. We can do a background check, make sure there are um, no bad hombres coming in because none of that has been done yet. They have to wait six months anyway before they can before legally they can work. work. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then figure out. Well, wait, but let me. So, how come I I see reports about the rally being about illegals go home and Joe Biden sucks and all these other kind? I just think it doesn't help the cause. Well, I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think the media they just come predisposed to thinking Fair it's enough. a MAGA rally. It's not a MAGA rally. You might have one or two Trump. Uh, no, flags. but I mean, I I listen to you do your segments at seven o five and talk about the illegal aliens and talking about Joe Biden. And all this other kind of stuff. It seems to me, and I get it, you, there, you have a political agenda, right? Yeah, to run against Sarah Cavett the next time to get him the hell out of I here. I know, but I think that the coalition you can make with people that don't care about electing Curtis Lee, that care about trying to figure out how to solve this problem, it's potentially limited by people who simply don't want to be part of a political rally. They want to be a part of a rally that says, how do we figure out a way to solve this problem well, where they're not sleeping on the runway the at governor, Field? The governor herself condemned Joe Biden just yesterday, said the name Joe Biden, the president. This is his problem. First time. Eric Adams refused to. He says federal government. He won't say Joe Biden. First time. So I think you got to realize people are, uh, are full of, yeah, they're fed up with this. They're saying, and the buses keep coming five no, a day. No, I, I, I get you. All we're talking about is how big your coalition can be. And I think the coalition on trying to solve this problem is potentially very big of people who are like me. I don't think it's appropriate to be sleeping on runways at Floyd Bennett Field. And maybe it's not appropriate to be at that girls' school in Santa Ana, whatever it is. And then there are other people who are, I don't know how else to say this, who are being xenophobic about the idea of, of these migrants coming here, who are using language like, you know, stop the illegals, who are saying they're coming here bringing fentanyl. I heard a cut that Noam had. They're coming here. They're rapists and what. No, these are people that are, that are, that came thousands of miles to, by and large, they're decent look, people. Look, they're not criminals. They're not rapists. We just have to figure out the What did Eric Adams say? He said, my staff said that I should house some of the migrant families. We don't see many migrant families. I've been to most of the shelters, hotels, single able-bodied men. There are some women and children, but the, the, the latest wave, they're all single able-bodied men. Every time they're putting up a tent, Randall's Island, Creedmoor, obviously what they, what they want to do on Floyd Benefield. Can I uh, do break? Do you have breaking news here? Do you have the breaking news sound there? You know, because I always do breaking news. This is going to piss people off, Anthony, because they're going to be screaming at me that I'm making this up. Justin Brennan, he's making this up. The city councilman, you know, from Bay Ridge, Diker Heights. Uh, do we have that uh, breaking news? Look at this. Uh, yeah, look at this. We never get breaking news on the weekends. Oh, we do with me <laughs> overnight. But they, they'll try. They'll try. You know what? Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. You know Fort Hamilton, right? I do. That's where Jumani Williams lives. Wow, how ironic. The public advocate who doesn't want anyone to have to show ID. Every night he goes home, he has to show ID. They to have the like a handful police. of deeply subsidized. They have like housing there, right? Tell me this story. You told Generally, me once before. if like somebody works there, okay, let's say a civilian employee, yeah. they have options. So I guess his wife probably has wow. some kind of government. I'm not sure. No, that. but that is one of those great urban... Uh, oh, hold on. Hold okay. on. Go ahead. Breaking news. Breaking news. WABC. Josh Hatsimatidis does all during the five... And he does break <laughs> news. Beds are being set up at Fort Hamilton Military Base in Brooklyn. They have uh, an empty space that they will be housing illegal aliens in. Oh, wait a second. I'm with you. Migrants in. Now, Und undocumented migrants are not illegal. Now, Justin Brannon, 
one of the top Democrats in the city council, has a very tough race against Eric Kagan, also oh a sitting God. councilman, who was a Republican who became a Democrat. That's you. I think we could call that a heavyweight battle. Yeah, but I got to tell you, and when you're done with the story, I want to talk yeah. about an Eric Kagan tweet the other day. But go so ahead. Justin Brandon is going to go nuts because I had indicated that Shore Road, the park there along the Bell Parkway, where you see the Verrazano, was one of the 3,000 locations that have been surveyed. Remember, Adams administration is at 3,000 places we surveyed. Everything is in play, except for St. John's Wheeler. They said it was not in play. <laughs> Curtis Lee was a degenerate liar. You can't trust him. So anyway, I have some military personnel who have confirmed to me that they have some empty space, and the federal government has told them, because they have an agreement now with Hochul and Eric Adams, uh, I don't know exactly how many people are going to be hounds. I don't know if they're men, women, children. I'll give more details, but it's definitely a fait accompli. They're already putting the cops sounds, out. Sounds like a, I mean, sounds like a reasonable place to right. put Right, so now Justin Brandon will probably say, no, a thousand times no, Slee was lying, but will he welcome them? You got to be careful in that it, it, area. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, if it's behind, is it going to be behind the guard gate at Lloyd Bennett, yeah, of course gonna, it's on. I don't, I mean, look, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be, I mean, they have well, housing there. I would there. say, since Juwani Williams is always welcoming them here, he should house them here. Notice, remember when Adam said people should take them into their house? I've asked City Hall, has anybody done it? No answer. When he said religious facilities should take them in, our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik, you know, he's got the shul down in Brooklyn Heights, none. And the biggest guy, A.R. Bernard, he's got the mega church in Canarsie on Pennsylvania and Flatlands. 5,000. But do you, do you agree with the general premise that this is a city problem? We've got to try to figure out a solution for it. And everyone has to kind of come up with ideas. I don't have a problem. I think with it's that. a national problem. I don't think I, it's a city That's problem. fair enough. I'm saying, but in as much as we, the people that come here, do have a right to right. housing. So I'd say if, in fact, you believe we have to house them, all right, because. Which, which is the law. Right. Then that's why John came up with the idea of Rikers Island. Uh, we know why City Hall would not do it. The socialists would go nuts. And Eric Adams is afraid of the socialists. Let's face it. He does. He's fearing already a primary. Notice his trip to Israel was to try to hopefully assure that he's got an edge in a Democratic primary. Two years out, he goes to Israel in well, the middle people, of the crisis. People usually go to Israel even before they're elected, and then they You know where there. he is this weekend? With everything going awry, he's whining, dining, pocket lining, getting pocket lined in the Hamptons. Nothing on his schedule yesterday was in the Hamptons. He's there all day today. Wait, there was be- nothing on his schedule yesterday, but he wound up doing something. I remember th- that he popped up somewhere. What, he raised a flag down no, there? No, no, he, he, he does this very weird thing. He does it. The mayor has no official events, and then you suddenly see a picture of him ribbon cutting outside a pizzeria. It's always or ribbon like cutting. That. He's had, you know, Norman Siegel, who's one of his all-time yeah. best friends. He said in the New Yorker article, I recommend they read it. It was forty pages. I, I really told well you, done. didn't I tell you about I, that story? That story is amazing. And Norman Siegel goes, "Look, I'm friends with Eric Adams, but I said to Eric, there's never been a picture of you behind the desk in City Hall." To be the mayor, you got to yeah. spend time in City Hall. He, ne- he doesn't. It is really funny in that story. And, again, people, it's amazing. I'm not a flattering story. My goodness. I learned some stuff about Eric Adams in that New Yorker profile that were not very good. But Norman Siegel was this firebrand guy. He's the guy suggesting you roll up your sleeves and sit at your desk. He's not the guy saying lay down in front of a bus. <laughs> no, but he said in all the photos, yeah, do you realize, true. Eric, You've never been seen behind a desk in City Hall or even hosting a meeting of your commissioners. That's really true. Because he's always running to the next ribbon cutting. He's giving out to And you got to explain this. Every day he goes to Bowling Green to, to raise a flag of some countries I can't even find on a map. He's obsessed with this. Why? He believes that we, we're in the melting pot thing. We have 130 languages spoken here, whatever the, the, the factoid is. He takes that seriously. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff, so long as it doesn't why, take why him away. Just raise the white flag because we're losing this. We're losing we our a, city. It's a great city and a great country, but we do have our challenges. Oh, when we come back, got to tell you about Staten Island. Four thousand people showed up. This may have been the dumbest decision. The court flipped on that, right? It went back and forth. I'll explain it. But when I describe to you the geography of the place. Forget the politics of it. Why you would do this when there are other places? 
You're just asking for a problem. I mean, really asking for a problem. As Eric Adams is getting wine dining pocket line in the Hamptons, Anthony Weiner and yours truly are right here, city side. We're dealing with all the situation. We got to talk about Times Square hit piece in today's New York Post. Bratton, Kelly, Times Square Alliance, drug users, people shooting up, crime. Garbage. It's a casino play. Read between the lines. You really do? Oh, well, yeah. we're going to have to they, discuss they, that. They're trying too. to jam up a casino. Right. I guarantee yeah. it. On your location to be WABC. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. The left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. It's closed. It's closed. It's not there any longer. Anthony, where can we go see this musical? Oh, this is the guy with the half a face. Yes, Which one is this? Yes, where can we see this? Oh, it'll never be the same. Where can the Altachachas go for the Wednesday right. matinee? Yeah, it's been it's been running for 12 years. Who hasn't seen it? Or it's 15 over. years, whatever it's over. it was. It's over. But anyway, it's not over in Staten Island. You know, the mayor, again, has gone on record as saying that they have chosen, potentially, 3,000 locations. That means they... No, 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 no. They, they've, they're, they're looking at 3,000. They've kind of put the... I didn't... Give me the Diane Savino. I know you're going to get into the story, but tell me the... What, you kept saying, what is her connection to all this? Uh, well, she's the aide-de-camp to uh, Eric Adams. She works at City Hall. Right. Jimmy Otto is the buildings commissioner. Correct. You can't get any of these buildings uh, opened up without uh, licensing and proper permits and such. And uh, as I said, 4,000 people showed up the other night, mostly moderate Democrats. Grasmere did not vote for me. They voted for Eric right, Adams, right. one of the few locations. It's right by the Verizon yeah, Bridge, yeah. North Shore. You couldn't have picked a worse location. So I'll explain that, and then I'll get into the dynamics of the two personalities. So you go down this side street, and it just happens to be what were three Catholic schools at one time and one school for the handicapped all together. The one Catholic school was a girls' school of about 400. And it's not owned by the Archdiocese anymore. No. This is when, when they went through their period of getting rid of their real estate, this is one of the things. Dolan, Dolan decided, right. we're getting out of, here, out of the right. business of, of uh, right. running high schools. Uh, at the time, Jimmy Otto was borough president. He says, why doesn't the DOE, Department of Education, buy it? They promise, yeah, we're going to have a public high school, but in the future. Then all of a sudden, they say, because of the emergency, we want to house migrants there, 300. On June 14th, Anthony, the most savage article that has ever been written about me, it was three people teamed together, three groups, my fellow Republicans out there, He's a liar. He makes things up. He's a degenerate liar. Really vicious. Yeah. The Democrats, who uh-huh. don't like me, I don't right. like them, but they, they tag team on. And then City Hall, which never weighs in, because they always say everything's on the table, which sometimes everything is on the table. One thing we can say, everything is on the table, but St. John's every day is never going to be considered. So when they announced that, oh, my God. First of all, all the Republicans were looking down on the ground. The Democrats actually were good about it. It took me a half hour to get up to the podium. Democrats, were, you know, we should have listened. We should have at least looked into it because this is the work of my wife. They, right. I may be the messenger, but the one who does the deep dive is Nancy, and she yeah. had brought this to the She's surface. She's like the Indiana Jones, like finding the yeah. clues of past civilization. And, yeah. and as Sid has, he's quantified this. He says, you know, 95% of the time you've been right. Well, that's due to Nancy. And so when they announced that, everybody, Democrats and Republicans, felt that they had been stabbed in the back by their own elected officials. 
uh, by people who work for Eric Adams, who live in Staten Island, which happens to be Jimmy Otto, who's the buildings commissioner, now hardcore Republican conservative, a one-point borough president, and Diane Savino, who had served many, many years as the Democrat state, moderate state senator, state senator yeah. best known for promoting uh, legal marijuana. Right. Well ahead. Right. So I'm up there because they didn't want to hear from the politicians. If you read the audience, oh, shut up. I get up there, and, you know, they're apologizing. They're yelling out. We should have listened to you. Okay. So I'm into my fire and brimstone because everybody has lanced me, you know. (laughs) I mean, I've been stabbed all over the place. So I said, you know, you have two people here who live in the area. Uh, We could bring demonstrations to the house. So I crossed the line. Um and then I apologized on the, yeah, that's how that happened. I should never have done that. I've known these two people for a long time. I don't dislike them. Obviously, I don't like what they're doing now, but they work for Eric Adams, who is putting yeah. these places in. Okay. Right. So I did uh, my diligence on that. But they're not the ones who are the shot callers. The shot callers is whoever is assigned that duty in Eric Adams' administration. And I think what they most get angry at is that I get the information sometimes before their various departments. And you know me, once Nancy verifies it, just like with uh, Fort Hamilton now, let it fly. Let it fly. And then they have to start answering. So if they were smart, and it's already in process, because we don't announce anything unless they've shown signs of making it into what they call a migrant center. Just say everything is in play. That's it. Well, wait a minute. But there's three categories of places now. Yes. There are places they've decided they're going to place migrants. There's places that's on this universal list of a couple of thousand different places. That second list is not public, is it? Thousands of potential sites? No. It's but not. There, but there is a list of right. city hall. But I think that Nancy seems to have figured out how to learn yeah, it. I'll be and honest then, with And you. then there's a third list where there's there's no they're just clearly out of the list. This is how it works. Whether right. or not, though, hold on a second. Whether or not, though, it's something is being considered or not, who, honestly, okay, you knew it first. Great. Good for you. The real question is, is what is it going to be? Are, are you going to go fight every location, no matter where it is? No, of course not. Only if the community wants it. I know, but they're, they're always going to have elements Anthony, of the community. I had this conversation with Nancy this morning. She goes, how come you haven't done a rally in Manhattan? They don't seem to object. I don't see anybody wanting demonstrations. I'll only. But you don't make any independent sense of yourself of whether it's, look, Here's the problem. This is the dictionary definition of NIMBY is when it's the only reason not to have it is because it's near me. I believe that some are more appropriate than others. I believe that this is a problem. If you start from the proposition we have to house these people by law, then it simply becomes how do we do it most appropriately, most cost effectively. And I think that John's suggestion, my suggestion, other people have come up with the same suggestion. Let's let's assume you you, you take a couple hundred off the top and put them in Rikers Island. But you're still going to have other places. You could put that. I'm not going to do thousands. What? They want to put tents up, and tents don't work. Uh, I was actually. The physical infrastructure at Rikers ain't so great either. I don't know. Look, I, I guess. Look, I have a visceral feeling about the idea of housing people in a prison. Seems. Weird. But it's not a prison. I get it. I get it. I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm not prepared empty to say. buildings. I'm not, I'm not prepared to say it's something that we should dismiss out of hand. But I also think the other side too. I think that, I think that one of the, one of the options, when we were trying to fight the Doppler radar tower coming into Floyd Bennett Field, we had six other sites that we proposed right. to them. I think that some of this has to be, there's a whole lot of people who agree with the idea of let's make it appropriate. Well, then join me tomorrow. Because it'll be Occupy Gracie Mansion. We're meeting up at 2 o'clock. I will be arrested. And guess who else is getting arrested for the very first time in her life? Who? My wife. Nancy's going to get arrested. We're both getting arrested. <laughs> you're running out of people to bail you well, out. No, All because right. she said uh, this part of the argument is you're never doing this in Manhattan where we live. I said, you know what? Because right. nobody has asked us. Nobody seems to want to have demonstrations if they want. The uh, purpose the of doing right, of doing um, Gracie Mansion, and remember, I I – thought it was a great yeah. idea, and I still think it is. From yours, is your that, idea. Is that for the, re- for the rhetoric of saying all of us have to put a little skin in the game. Even if you're the mayor of the city of New York, you've got to put some skin but in the game. He made the suggestion. He made the suggestion. Remember, you had the press conference. Right. My staff has said that I should lead by housing some of the migrant families. You know, like a right. husband, wife, kid, maybe right. two, three. Gracie Mansion is huge. 
He said he doesn't spend time there because it's haunted. Remember that big article, it's haunted. Okay. He doesn't spend a lot of time there. But we're not talking about Gracie Mansion itself. You didn't talk about that. I didn't. There was a huge yard there. They have this big tent that they put up when they're going to have a cultural event, and they think there might be bad weather. And they've done it a few times. It's a great tent. Probably could house about 200 people with cots. You've set up as this doing right now at St. John's in Staten Island, 50 shower stalls, bathrooms, outdoors, right? You got there it is. Yeah, no, I'd look. Carl Schurz Park is thought, right there. I always thought if you cut a hole in the gate that leads to Carl Schurz Park, you let him go yes. so you don't have to go through Grayson Mansion. You're not far from the new Lexington Avenue line extension there. That You're not that far away from the 79th Street, whatever it is. I, I get it. But, again, that's not going to solve the problem. It is going to be a nice no, rhetorical thing to do. He said, I'm the general. I should no, no, said I get it. And then he went into retreat. He said, they won't let me do it. Come on. Give us the yeah. reasons they won't let you yeah. do it. Come on. He didn't want to do it. So tomorrow we force the issue with Occupy, uh, Gracie Mansion. And so look, you've got to set the example. You can't be just pointing out I places. But now, just to be clear, yeah. this is courtesy with a mayoral opponent, not someone trying to practically solve this problem. Well, I think I'm doing more at this point than hey, Eric Adams. By the way, the weakness of your case is that your idea to deal with this problem is to lay down in front of the buses and turn them around, which isn't what a mayor would do. You I would have to solve this problem. So would I. You'd have to solve this problem with the Callahan to consent decree. Well, I'd go to jail. I'd go to jail. And I would have universal support. What, and who, you know, well, whoever went to jail, the city of New York is under a legal obligation to do this. We would do it without you. The people would be outraged. That's the political African answer. African-American people That's the are political outraged. Answer. When you're Eric. the mayor, you don't get to do political no, no. stuff. People would support the mayor. They'd say, yeah, go for it. We'll pay whatever we get. We are paying billions now. Even if you're, even if the, if, even if 8.4 million people in the New York City agreed with you, you would still have the legal obligation to house these people. Really? Yes. Hey, oh, and how can they force you to do it if nobody's going to do it? No, you, 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 you are not bigger than the law. We do not allow our law enforcement to work with ICE. They can't independently work with that's, ICE. That's, they, they, they can't. They, 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 they won't turn someone into ICE right. if they but, present themselves. But the point right. is, they don't, well, we're going to work with ICE. You can't do that. If the mayor says, I don't want anybody working with them. Well, no, it's, it is the reason that, the reason we have this sanctuary city status under Giuliani and others is because we want migrants to be able to feel comfortable dealing with the police department, as they should be. The yes. cops, cops should not be in this business. But let's face it, right now, they're going to be double the numbers next year, and there's no money. So should we go bankrupt over this? No, we should throw out the Republicans in Congress and get someone who passed laws to fix it. At this rate, that ain't happening, Anthony. As long as your party leader can barely find the stage and know which way to exit, it's only getting worse, Anthony. Anyway, up next, oh, we got to talk about uh, an issue that is so important to Anthony Weiner. He's got to do a waspy thing now to satisfy his son, Jordan. He's got to be like in Mayberry RFD and go fishing in the creek. I cannot see you fishing. Jews don't fish for gefilte fish. Oh, that's not true. They don't fish for gefilte fish. Go down to Sheepshead Bay. Watch those those day trips. Half of them are Jews getting on those. God, Anthony. Oh, I would want to impale myself with a... I can't believe this. Anyway, up next, as we finish up, Curtis and Anthony, left versus right. And then tonight, you don't want to miss it. 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. You're going to learn how Nancy Sliwa herself is going to be arrested with her husband. We're going to be handcuffed together as we go to Rikers. No, they don't send anybody to Rikers (laughs) even if you kill people nowadays. Right here on WABC. Versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. 
It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. So that's a nice, hot, sunny day. Sheriff Taylor looks to Barney Fife, his deputy says, Barney, uh, you're running shop today because I'm taking Opie fishing in the creek. And now I find out that your son, Jordan, who went away to camp and obviously was introduced to this uh, Goyam, Goyam thing. Where do you get the idea that this is a Goyam? First of all, this is a working class thing, fishing. Do you know what? Have you ever been to a Bass Pro Shop? No. It's like a giant. Remember our Herman Sporting Goods back I, in the I've day? I've seen it from the outside in Springfield, and, Missouri. And Cabela's. Yeah. It's Fishing like is a thing. Like this is, see, people don't understand this. I am a redneck at heart. Yeah. I am like, I'm a guy that I wear, I wear camo. I wear a baseball cap, a, a trucker a baseball cap with a hook on, on, the, on the bill. Mm. Anyway, Jordan loves this. And we're going to do it. Like I say, I take him to Sheepshead Bay and, and, and fish for blues or something. I don't know where you do it in the Sheepshead city. Sheepshead Bay. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, drive Howard Beach over the Adabo Bridge. Hamilton you see Beach? a whole bunch. No, over. no. As you go in a broad yeah. channel, you see a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. There. They're there fishing. You know, they're waiting for, you know, the tide to come in. And they sit there for hours I know. with no bites. I know. I see those guys. It's the most passive activity. Like Jordan wants to reel it in, float well, out, well, and everything else. to the end of the jetty in Coney Island. That's where all the they Are they doing it out there? Yeah, see, I, I got to get into it. I have to go on Reddit or something to find out where you go fishing in New York City, or people know, wienerwabc at gmail.com. Send me some ideas. But, but, I, I just can't see you as a fisherman. Here. Listen, here's the thing. He's 11 going on 12. Any kind of activity that gets him off his iPad, that gets him not, you know, dealing drugs or whatever, he, listen, and it's something he and I can do I together. But what hooked him on his camp? Right? All right, here's my theory. Yeah. My theory is there's a lot of competitiveness in baseball and soccer, and he plays hockey all the time. This is just him out there. He can take his time. There's, you know, I don't know. I, I see the appeal of fishing. I used to do with my grandfather, blessed memory. There is a certain amount of kind of calmness to it. It's still, first of all, it's way better than hunting in terms of the, it's fair at least. The fish have all the advantage. I don't know. I, I, I think it's something I'm going to encourage. It's Did out you, of doors. You went fishing with your grandfather where? In Highland Lakes, New Jersey. Okay, Highland Lakes, New Jersey. Did you ever catch any gefilte fish? That's, you don't get gefilte, gefilte fish. Not? is not a first gefilte fish is white fish. Yeah, so it's And it's chopped fish. up and mushed and put into a terrible. It's I horrible. Tell, I have to tell you about the time Fran Wiener sent me to, to school with the lunch of gefilte fish on white okay. bread. It's, I never lived it down. You never lived it down. A, you should have taken a menorah <laughs> and, and just like it, it pushed it right into your chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss it tonight. Nancy will explain how she's ready to take her first arrest. Remember, she's a practicing attorney, e-attorney. They always tell attorneys, don't get locked up. Just like a fool uh, would have himself as a client. I'll right? be there to bail you out. If, if Dershowitz doesn't show up, I'll be there for you. Oh, Dersh would never show up for me. Anyway, tomorrow... Gracie Mansion, 2 o'clock. See Nancy get arrested with me.